set your record straight. Thomas, set your, your record straight. There is some religious gossip that is known in our religious world as the gospel according to Thomas. I am one who do not buy into some things about faith just because it sounds good. If I can't read it in the scriptures, then I won't believe. This so-called gospel according to Thomas, I can't believe because it was found in 1945 somewhere over in Egypt. If that be true, then people could not begin to be saved until 1945 if there were some missing pieces to the scriptures pertaining to salvation. I just don't believe whatever was found in 1945 is not and was not inspired by the Lord. Let's go this morning to what I'm calling the school of Thomas because over the years, our brother Thomas have gotten a bad rap. He has gotten a bad report. He is known as Doubting Thomas. When we deal with people even now today who, who don't easily believe, we call even them, you Doubting Thomas. Must I say this morning, that's not a bad thing to be. There are some people who are filled with the spirit of incredulity. Incredulity is believing without proof of. We ought not want to be in that kind of environment with that kind of mindset of an, un, of an unexamined, untested, and untried kind of a faith. That's how you get back in the day the so-called Reverend Ikes, you're not going to help a preacher, but that's all right. With that kind of unexamined, untested, untried faith, you get the, the Reverend Ikes of the world. You get the so-called Benny Hens of the world. You get the so-called Jim Jones of the world. Because if you believe in everything, you can fall for anything. A number of the disciples of Christ are well known. There are books written about them, while others are not well known. We know, out of turn speaking, Brother Peter. We know the disciple whom Jesus loved, Brother John. We know of Judas, who couldn't take no more, so he committed suicide. And yes, we know of the problematic apostle Paul who brought havoc on the early church. But some, like Thomas... In their early life, we don't know a whole lot about them. We can infer this morning that it is said after the death of Christ that he, Thomas, goes fishing with some of the disciples. Therefore, we could assume that he might have been a fisherman by trade. The name Thomas, on one hand, it means Theoma. And Theoma, which is Aramaic, means Thomas. The Greek word Didymus means 
twin. From this we know and understand Thomas had either a twin brother or a twin sister. The scriptures chose to remain silent on this matter. It was for over 2,000 years Thomas has gotten a bad name. He is known again as Doubting Thomas. He is seen as a man filled with doubt and fear. Church, if you don't mind, allow me to set the record straight concerning our dear brother Thomas. I don't believe the scriptures wants us to see Thomas as doubting Thomas. His problem was not doubt, but pessimism. Some people see the glass half full, but Thomas is a lifestyle habitual, can't tell me nothing, pessimist. He sees the glass half empty. Thomas is like, I have to see it in order to believe it. Thomas is the kind of person who don't just fall for anything. He, Thomas, deals in facts and information. Thomas is one who gets emotional after he's found out the truth, while others shout first and then learn the truth. Some folk get emotional and then learn the truth later. Thomas said, I will follow you, Jesus, but I need more information. I don't mind walking with you, Jesus, but I have to know where you're going before I start my walk. I don't mind dying for you. I just have to make sure I can beforehand put my trust in you. I just need, Lord, more information. I am not easily persuaded to believe until I see it. He, Thomas, y'all still on the line this morning? He, Thomas, look for the negativest people in people. Some folk are just so negative. Some folk believe that there is a light after every tunnel, while others believe that there after every light comes a tunnel. Thomas would say, I knew it. Didn't I tell you so? He doesn't believe everything is going to turn out all right. Thomas perhaps have felt some disappointment in his life. Perhaps Thomas have been hurt in the past, or, or perhaps he was injured by a close friend or relationship. He, Thomas, perhaps have been wounded by life and scarred by the foes in life, and now he lives his life being a, a pessimist of a man. Now he knows what it means to be discouraged. Thomas knows what it means to be depressed, so he plays it safe. I need y'all to know that this morning I am on Thomas's side. I believe that's a noble quality of Thomas. For who buys a car and never test drives the thing? Who buys a house and never take the time to look at the house? Who buys a house and never do a walkthrough of the house? Matter of fact, which one of y'all this morning got married before you dated the person? Who buys shoes without trying them on to see 
if they fit and are comfortable to you. Listen, all Thomas wanted was something real. I need to see something real. I need to touch something real. I can't go off of your word. I want, I want a real life experience with the Lord Jesus. You ought to want something real this morning. You ought to want not nothing fake, but something real. I need a real faith. I said I need a real faith. Ah, y'all don't hear me. Your faith going to be tested. Your faith going to be tested. I need a real experience with Jesus on this morning so I can know who he is for, my, for myself. I heard Big Mama talk about Jesus. I heard the old folk talk about Jesus. But it's like what the old folk would say. Every tub has to sit on its own bottom. I wish I had a church this morning. Just like a car, you ought to test drive your faith. Because any faith that haven't been tested is a faith not worth having. When the storms of life comes, when the winds begin to blow, when the rain begins to beat on your life, your faith won't be worth a nickel. It won't be worth a penny, neither worth a dime. We have some folk in life who are guilty of un an unexamined faith because when the storms of life come over, the first thing you do is abandon the church. The first thing is they abandon the Lord. The Bible says, I will look towards the hills from whence comes my help. I won't run from the hills, but I'll look towards the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. I want a faith this morning that can sit on his own bottom. That's if nobody, if nobody up in here is going to praise God, I will. If nobody up in here will give God the glory, I will. If nobody will magnify his name uh, this morning, uh, I will. If nobody will thank for his goodness, I will. I don't know about you. But I am, I am here this morning. I don't know where you are. I don't know if you will go for the Lord. Tell the Lord, hear my Lord, send me. If no one wants to bless his name, I will. The scripture says, bless the Lord at all times. I ought to have more than what grandpa said about Jesus. I ought to have more than what grandma said about Jesus because you should have now gone through enough hell on top of the earth to have your own testimony about Jesus the Christ. Y'all don't hear me this morning. Uh, well, let's see, preacher. Three things, three different perspectives this morning. Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24 of John chapter 20, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them. Was not with them. Was not with them when Jesus did what? That's why you ought to never miss church. Mm. Yeah. Amen, ouch. It's not there. 
I said, he's not dead. Uh, I want you to know Thomas is not there because he was, he was afraid. But the others were hiding. Listen. The others were hiding because they were, they were scared. There were ten disciples here because Thomas is not there. Judas has already killed himself. They were like, you know, they got Jesus. Y'all know we followed him. Y'all know they're going to be looking for us. They're going to be coming. They are all hiding now in fear. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, while they're scared, hiding in the midst of their fear, the Bible says the Lord showed up. It is in the midst of your fear. It is when you are at your last breath, your last straw, the Lord will come in. The Bible says Jesus showed up through closed doors because he now has a resurrection body. And the resurrection body can do what the natural body could not do. He says, peace. Jesus is a cool mamma jamma. I mean, he was cool. If he were living any time, he would probably be born in 1975. He was a cool fella. Jesus comes in. He says, peace be unto you. Come touch. But Thomas, but Thomas is not there because he's being a pessimist. I knew he wasn't the Messiah. I just felt it in my heart. He died on Friday. He's still dead. He died on Saturday, he's still dead. He died on Sunday, he's still dead because he, Thomas, hadn't gotten the news yet. Oh, come on, somebody. That Jesus had already risen. But can I say something this morning? The ten are scared, but Thomas ain't scared, y'all. Y'all ain't going to help me. Judas is already dead. Now, there are 11, 10 in hiding, but Thomas is not scared. Watch in John chapter 11, verse 16. Lazarus is dead. Y'all remember that? And Jesus tells them that Lazarus is dead. Jesus tells them he has to go to the city where Lazarus was. was. It wasn't that far. It was down the street. Now, Thomas knows have knowledge and understand that there were some people who were looking to kill. I wish I had a church. They were looking to kill. Thomas had knowledge of this information. So Thomas, in verse 16, so Thomas says, wait a minute, and I'm paraphrasing, wait a minute here. If Jesus, if you are going, then all of us, y'all miss your shot, is going to go and we're going to all die. Which suggests Thomas is a man who is not afraid. Not only is Thomas not afraid, Thomas is not a doubter. Because <laughs> in John 14, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my father's house. Or many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'll come back unto you, unto you and receive you as to my, unto myself. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Which prompt Jesus to say, verse number six, I am. Y'all not going to help a preacher. Boy, I tell you, the church is just, I am. I am. I am the way. You want to know, Thomas? Well, here it is. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And when Thomas heard Jesus say that, Thomas just said, well, all right then. Uh, let me close. If somebody asks you, if somebody asks you, why are you blessed? <laughs> I'm blessed. Because Jesus said I'm blessed. He told Thomas, you believe. He said, oh, yeah, homeboy, you, you, you all right? He said, yeah, you, you, it's all good. You know, you, you believe because you saw me. Blessed. Blessed. Blessed are those who believe and who have not. Who, I tell you. I'm blessed. I'm blessed this morning because I haven't seen him, but I still believe in him. You're not going to help me, but I'm going to do this all by myself. I'm blessed because I haven't touched him. Since you are so blessed this morning, why walk around with your head down if you're blessed. I didn't say you're not under stress, but if you're blessed, pick up your head. Amen, somebody. You're blessed on this morning. Since you are blessed, why live like you have a dark cloud overshadowing your life? Since you are blessed, why live depressed? Why live? I, I, let me tell you, I refuse to be discouraged and depressed. I just, I just refuse to be discouraged. Now, I'm not going to tell you that he don't try to knock at my door because he tries to knock at the door. I'm not going to tell you depression don't try to knock at the door. He tried to knock at the door, but I made up my mind I ain't getting off the couch. I made up my mind that I am, I'm not going to answer the door. See, if you have been blessed, then why? You live your life discouraged, worried, wrinkled, weak, fragile, baffled, and confused. You can't worship God and worry at the same time. What I said, in no way possible, you're going to worry about something and come up in here and worship God in spirit and in truth. See, there are some who have no sense of direction, but you're blessed. How are you going to be blessed? And some live like they have no spiritual protection from the powers and principalities and, uh, and the rulers of darkness uh, in high places. Thomas teaches us it's not always about, it's not always about, it's not always about touching us. 
See, we want to receive a touch of the master's hands. Sometimes we have to reach out and touch Jesus. Sometimes we have to reach into Christ and tap into the power of his grace. You see, Thomas, the grace of God is shown here. Jesus didn't have to show up the second time. He came specifically for Thomas. Don't tell nobody. But sometime at church, the lesson sometime specifically is for you. Collectively, it's for all of us. But the Lord will develop and design a word exactly for what you are experiencing in your life. Never become what you go through. I don't care what you go through in life. Don't you ever become what you go through. Never throw in the towel. Amen, somebody. Never lift your hands up. Never surrender to the obstacles and the influences and the pressures of this world. But surrender your life to Jesus regardless of what you go through. Now, let's be honest this morning as we close. It is something hard to go through it when you're going through it and remain faithful. Now, we can say what we want, Brother Wilson, when you're going through something. To remain faithful, Sister Young, is one thing to say it, but it's another story to make it happen. And watch this here. Now, some folk even think, even as the preacher, you know, well, the preacher, you know, he preached the lesson and he, you know, he don't. Let me tell y'all something. The preacher got to deal with the stuff just like you got to deal with the stuff. Let me tell you something else. Don't tell nobody. The same stuff I tell you is the same thing I got to practice myself. It is easy telling folk, just trust the Lord. <laughs> just pray and talk to God. Huh? But when you start walking in the same shoes that the members are walking in as the preacher, then you got to apply the same things that they are applying in the pews. Uh, and let me tell you something, that ain't always easy. God never said it was going to be easy. But it's sure enough possible. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Can I say that again? You have to keep your eyes on Jesus. There are a lot of distractions out there. Hello, somebody. Brother Brown made mention this morning about the different gods in the world. How many of y'all are serving them gods? Don't raise your hand. That's all of us. Because sometimes there's a God that we put ahead of the God of heaven. We must never lose touch and be aware of where we stand positionally with God. You need to always have the spirit of awareness in your life. You need to always know where you put your feet. Huh? You need to always know what you put, your, allow your hands to touch. Say amen when you can now. You must always, let me tell y'all something. Now, let, let me tell you, one of the things that I'm dealing with right now, not tomorrow, yesterday, right now, is, is battling with, where's that towel? I'm going to put that towel somewhere. Did I leave it, Brother Gavin? You took my towel to wipe your nose there. Uh, but anyhow, if you look up, it's fine. It's, it's battling with, with my mind. Hello, somebody. Let me tell you, let me tell you what it is. Let me tell you. It is battling with the feelings and emotions. Not that I'm doing something, but, but it's information you learn. 
information you learn, and you got to battle with your mind. Have you ever had to battle with your mind? I wish I had a church. Maybe y'all have a battle with that. Y'all deal with some other stuff. But when you're battling with your mind, it bothers when you lie on your back. But shows you still didn't fix that mic. Uh, it bothers you when you go to sleep at night. Thank you, that Sister Young. I tell you, boy, we got some good sisters like this. You, you never go spiritually broke. <laughs> when you're battling with your mind. You see, you got to... Got to change the channel, right? You got to constantly, consistently change the channels. But it ain't easy. Ooh, I wish I had somebody with me. It's one thing to say, now, nah, now, nah, here's the problem, here's the solution, here's the plan of action. Now go do that. It's one thing to say that, but it's another. Ooh, to go make that thing happen. Huh? And listen, listen. The devil attacked Job, his body. He attacked his house. He attacked his children. He attacked his health. He attacked his finances. He attacked his friends. Y'all, the devil will sometime attack those same things. But it's when he attacks your mind. You are at a constant battle with your mind. Hello, somebody. Anybody up in this place? I mean, anybody in this place when you got a battle with your mind? Now, now here's my prayer. Here's my prayer. Here's my prayer. Here's my prayer. And you pray for me. Here's my prayer. Is that I'll allow the Lord to, 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 to give the strength to allow the spirit to guide, to lead, to direct. Because the natural man can't do it. Y'all listening to me? Huh? You, you, you listen? The natural man can't do it, y'all. You will lose every time. <laughs> huh? Every time. You will lose. Because, listen, you'll lose. But Marvin, you lose. But Gaddis, you lose. You got to allow the spirit to take over. Because the natural man can't do it. Hello, somebody. You see, every day, every day, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk this thing every day. This is not something you throw on on Sunday, you take it off on Sunday night. You gotta live this every day. Now, it's one thing with folk who play the game church, but it's another thing when you really trying to be a Christian. You got to put on that stuff every day. You got to put it on when you sleep. You got to put it on when you, it, it, as a matter of fact, you got to renew it when you wake up. Huh? You got to put it on when you wake up. You got to keep it on throughout the day. You got to keep that stuff on throughout the day. But Lord knows sometimes you want to take it off. Come on, somebody. You want to take it off. You want to take that stuff off. Can't take it off, y'all. Huh? That's the beauty of it, huh? Can't take it off. Got to keep it on. And you know what? When you're going through something in life, let me tell you something. Don't tell nobody. Don't always ask the Lord to remove you out of the stuff. See, I've learned, I've learned in my short time, Sister Forte, I ain't bragging. I ain't nowhere where you are. I, 44 years. I tell you one thing. It's this. 
is that I'm beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not about always asking God to pray you out of something. As much as it is praying me through something, that I may have the ability to learn something and grow from that which I How are you going to ever become something if you never go through something? No pain? No, y'all like that song, huh? I know you like it. It took you back, brother young. I know. I know it took you back. No. No pain. No gain. I like Jesus. And I like Paul. They embraced that which they dealt with. That's what makes us so great. That's what make us will shine bright as the stars in the air. It's when you can always ask yourself, Lord, don't uh, tell you, don't pray me. I don't want to be prayed out of this stuff. Pray me to be strong in this stuff. Make me strong. Let it become, let it become spiritual exercise for me. What you go through in life, let it become your exercise. Let it build you strong. Understand your purpose in life and you'll be all right. Understand the sufferings purpose in life and you'll be all right. God want to make you better. Anybody in here want to be better? Come on, church. You can sound better than that. Anybody up in here want to be better this morning? You want to be better for yourself, for your sons, your daughters, your marriages, your family, and everybody and everything around you. You want to be better. But you got to let the Lord, <laughs> you got to let the Lord Work it out for you. Thomas, set your record straight. I don't know where you are this morning, but if you're not a child of the living God, if you're not saved this morning, if you're not in the Lord and in his church, you need to do it this morning. You come by hearing the glorious gospel, which the Lord died, buried, and rose again, the third day according to the scriptures. Believe that, have faith. Repent and say, I, I no longer want to live like that anymore. I want to start following Jesus and become his true disciple. And then you confess that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And then you bear it in water baptism, washing away what? All of your sin by faith. And by faith, I will live this life. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's what Christians do. Now, if you stand in need of prayer, when we begin to sing, you just begin to stand. Or you stay standing, rather, and you ask the throne of heaven, what is your heart desire? What is? What is that thing that is tugging on your heart that you need to turn over to the Lord? You need to be baptized. We ask that you come down front. Together as we stand and as we sing the invitation song, why don't you come? Why don't you come? Mm. Reaction.